Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour crime show, followed by a 30-minute western. So, just sit back and relax. As we revisit the truly golden age of radio... You laughed at him when he played the Brooklyn Marine in Wake Island. He broke your heart as Gus the Sailor in Lifeboat. Around the movie studios, they call him Hollywood's Magnificent Mug. You know, sometimes I wish I was rich. Just being handsome ain't enough. (laughs) William Bendix in The Life of Riley. is on his way home from the aircraft factory where he works, in company with Jim Gillis, Riley's greatest rival in work, bowling, and tall talk. Right now, they're swapping brags, the topic being friendship. Yes, sir, Riley, you can tell what kind of a guy a guy is by what kind of friends he's got. Now, you take me. I got lots of good friends. Well, who ain't? Now, take my friends. I gotta hold them back from doing me big favors. What them fellas think of me, it's, it's embarrassing. It's the same with me. You take now, for instance, uh, Eddie Carroll. Why not, Eddie? He would give me the shirt right off of his back. Yeah, I've, I've seen his shirt. Not everybody would take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a... Now, now, you take my pal, Muley Durkin. He'd not only give me the shirt off his back, but first he'd send it to the laundry. He's even the campaign manager in my campaign to get elected president of my lodge, the BPLA. What's the BPLA? That's the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> You know, it's a funny thing you mention this fellow, Muley Durkin. Is this Durkin the Durkin who's got a wife, Mrs. Durkin? Yeah, yeah, his wife uses the same last name. They're just (laughs) plain people. Uh, Do do you know Muley? Well, not personal, but my wife meets this Mrs. Durkin at market every day, and they get gabbins. Well, that's women for you, gib, 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 gib. Oh, not not that I'm knocking them. I think a lot of women, otherwise I would never have married one. You know, this Mrs. Durkin is always bragging to my wife how nice her house is fixed up. Well, but what my wife wants is to see how nice it is. Oh, so she can knock it to the neighbors, eh? <laughs> I guess you couldn't fix it so she'll see it, huh? Well, who couldn't fix it? I can take anybody over to my pal Muley's any time and be welcome. Any time? That's what I said. Well, I guess you couldn't fix it for Sunday. That's tomorrow. With pals like me and Muley, there's nothing to fix. We just walk right in. <laughs> now, wait, Riley. How is it going to look, you dragging me and the missus to the party that Muley's giving? Now, stop arguing, Gillis. We just walk in there at the... the party? Muley ain't giving no party tomorrow. Well, sure he is. A big party. My wife saw his wife buying a stuff for it at the market. And she mailed out a big stack of invitations. Invitations by mail, huh? And no open envelopes, neither. All with three-cent stamps. Oh, they're shooting the works. Uh, hey, you mean you ain't even heard that Muley is giving a party? Sure, sure. I heard about it okay. I just forgot. Gee, your best friend is giving a party? It certainly seems funny that you'd forget. Well, that's just like me. I'm glad you brought it up, Gillis. My, my pal Muley would feel very bad if he gave a party and I wasn't there. I'd feel worse.
mailbox. Come on in and eat your supper. Oh, I'll be right in, Dumplin'. The mailman's coming now, and I just... Hey, hello, Mr. Riley. Oh, hello, Mr. Matthews. Can I please have my letter? Well, all I got is postcard for your son, Junior, but no letter for you. You sure? I'm expecting a very important letter. Well, you already got the phone bill last week. And the electric bill ain't due till next week. No, I mean another letter, Mr. Matthews. Uh, you don't ever deliver letters to the wrong address, do you? I should say not. Not once in 32 years. Well, that's always the first time. If you was to find you maybe had left my letter someplace else, I wouldn't mind as long as you brought it back. Uh, Mr. Riley, if I ever had it, you got it. Well, it so happens I know somebody sent me a letter, see? And I never got it, so where is it? Well, probably the sender addressed it wrong. Listen, my friend Muley knows where I live, don't he? That's a pretty lame excuse for holding up my mail. Yeah, I'm not making excuses, Mr. Riley. Oh, you're gonna brazen it out, huh? Brazen what out? You know what? Losing my letter. I didn't lose your letter. Listen, Mr. Matthews, listen very close. This here letter was a sealed job with a perfectly good three-cent stamp right up in the corner, see? A, a stamp with a picture of George Washington, a, a purple stamp. Now, do you remember seeing it? Uh, look, I've delivered thousands of letters, and not once in 32 uh, years. Look, Mr. I... Matthews, all I say is be square. Find me my letter, hand it over, and we won't say no more about Listen, it. Listen, Mr. Riley, I never lost a letter in my life. I'm sorry to see you taking this attitude to a taxpayer, Mr. Matthews. You don't pay to be so stubborn like that, you know. Who's stubborn? You're stubborn. You're as pig-headed as a mule. Oh, now you're calling taxpayers mules, huh? Okay, Mr. Matthews, I was trying to let you down easy, but now I'm through protecting you. I'm taking this up higher. So take it up. Take it up with the postmaster. Take it up with Connor. Ah, 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 ah. Let's have no bad temper, Mr. Matthews. <laughs> that ain't gonna help you none when I'm writing the White House telling a certain party how you lost my letter. Didn't you get any satisfaction at the post office, Daddy? No, Babs. They kept shooting me from window to window. Well, what was in this letter you expected? It was an invitation to a certain party's party tomorrow. I, I can't believe this fellow wouldn't invite me. Oh, well, don't feel too badly about it, Daddy. Me? No. What do I care about? But don't tell your mother, Babs. You, you know, women folks take stuff like that to heart. After 17 years, I wouldn't want your mother to find out she married a social nobody. I, I, I can't believe it. A party without me. Nobody will have a good time. Well, are all your other friends going, Daddy? I, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I'll phone them all up. First, I'll call Nickel Nurse Nicholas. Operator, give me Dockside 7724J. Uh, how's that, Ike? Oh, you're going to see your mother-in-law tomorrow night, too, huh? Yeah, I see, Ike. Well, so long. You know, that, that's a funny thing, Babs. I called up Nickel Nurse and Nicholas, Snuffy Chase, Harry Martin, and Ike Shanahan. And all four of them said they're going to see their mother-in-laws tomorrow. That's against the law of nature. <laughs> Daddy, you mean they're not telling the truth? Them guys can't fool me. This is a freeze-out. And I'm the fella that's getting frostbit. Oh, Riley, I... Well, for goodness sake, what's wrong? Nothing, Dumplin'. Nothing at all. Well, you look so gloomy. Oh, come on, cheer up. Mr. Odell's here to see you. Come on, 
Babs, dear, the men want the dog. Mr. O'Dell. Oh, goodness, Mother, I don't think an undertaker will show Daddy up. Why, sure he will. Good old digger, what a pal. Not like some, uh, oh, hiya, digger. Come on in, pal. Gee, it's nice of you to drop in. Good day, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> I feel fine, digger. Why not? Ain't I got all a guy wants in life? Home and family and one friend? You? <laughs> Sit down, pal. I can't stay long, Riley. I want to ask a favor. Well, name it, Digger. Anything for a real pal. I want to borrow some of your folding chairs. An emergency. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be if you run out of chairs. I let someone have all mine, but he needs more. He's planning a big social affair. I imagine it'll be quite gay. <laughs> a social affair, huh? Is it uh, anybody I know? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think... Uh, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, I don't suppose you're going, digger old chum. Well, uh, uh, no, uh, no, no. Well, fine, then, then maybe tomorrow you and me can play a little cards, huh? Cards? Just the two of us? Well, you can always dig up a couple of other guys. <laughs> It'll be fun. I, uh, I'm afraid I can't, Riley. You see, I, uh, I, I'm going to see my mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. <laughs> Don't give me that malarkey. I know where you're going. I know where everybody's going. Okay, go on. Go ahead. See if I care. But my chest stay home. Like me. Do I understand, Riley, that you refuse to lend me a few paltry folding chairs? That's right. Now you can go back and tell that phony that I won't mention at that party where you ain't going that I'm wise to him. I never liked Newley Durkin, and I always will. Goodbye, Riley. Keep happy. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm happy. And you can tell that gang of fall-weather friends that I'm giving a party of my own tomorrow. A big, high-class party with drinks and eats. And I ain't inviting nobody. <laughs> In just a moment, we'll rejoin Lonesome Riley as he grieves over the duplicity of his former friend. This is the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. We left Riley hurt, sore, and bewildered because he hasn't been invited to his best friend, Muley's big party. We find Riley now on his back stoop telling his hen-pecked little neighbor, Waldo Benny, all about it. So you see how I'm fixed, Waldo? All my friends going to Muley's party and I wasn't even invited. Oh, I know what it is to be snubbed. <laughs> my wife snubs me continually. Mm -hmm. But knowing my wife, maybe I'm lucky. Waldo, I, I keep asking myself, what would make an old pal like Muley give me the brush off all of a sudden? Well, Mr. Riley, I might be able to answer that. You would? Well, go ahead, Waldo. Well, it's just this, Mr. Riley. You, you really ought to be a little more careful how you talk to people. There. <laughs> I don't talk right? No, 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 Mr. Riley. 
I meant that maybe something you said hurt Muley's feelings. Perhaps you insulted him. Oh, no, I never insulted Muley, but... Uh, you never called him names? Well, not really. We've been kidding around. I, maybe I called him a weasel and a crumb and a skunkerino like that, but I, I never insulted him. Uh... <laughs> but, Mr. Riley, sometimes our careless words wound our friends, and the wounds leave scars. They do, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I never noticed no scars on Muley. <laughs> no, no. A scar on his heart wouldn't show, you know. You'd never know it was there. Oh. But he would know. He'd feel it. Aching, throbbing, gnawing away his friendship for you. Until, at last, he could stand the pain no more, and then... Then he throws a party and don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Waldo, you're right. Be big, Mr. Riley. Go to your friend and apologize. Tell him that you're sorry for what you said. And offer him the olive branch of peace. Okay, I'll do it. I'll go down there and rub Muley's scars with an olive branch. <laughs> and, and then Peg won't find out we got snubbed, and I'll be all set to show Gillis I got real friends. Even if I can't depend on them. <laughs> Friend, don't be unruly. It's yours truly, little Muley. I did. Oh, it's you, Riley. Yeah, Muley. It's your pal, Riley. How's things, Muley, old best friend? Uh, well, I'm pretty busy, Riley. I'm sorry it ain't convenient to ask you inside on the interior just right now. So... Oh, well, that, that's quite okie dokie. I'll, I'll stand out here for what I gotta say. Uh, look, Muley, yeah. we've always been pals, ain't we? Well, sure, sure. Oh, sure, so. So let's not have no scars gnawing between us. If, if I ever said anything to you, I, w I was kidding, see? Oh, you are? Well, yeah, like, like one time I called you a weasel and a crumb and a skunkerino. Oh, frankly, I don't recall the occasion. Well, you think back and you will. But that didn't mean you really was. Oh, no? No, no I, I just thought so at the time. <laughs> so now, now everything's okay, huh? Look, Muley, I, I brung you a bottle of olives. They mean peace. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, thanks. Oh, the, 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 the stuffed olives, oh. Muley. You see, the red... The, 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 ain't they nice, huh? Oh. They, they'd be nice for a party, Muley, if anybody was having a party. What'd you say? Uh, uh, I didn't say nothing, but uh, now that I think of it, uh, much obliged for the olives. Well, I'll see you later. Oh, you, you mean tonight? Well, I, uh, uh, I... I ain't doing nothing tonight, Muley. Well, that's too bad. Well, I, 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 I just took <laughs> notice, Muley, over your shoulder. You got some new borrowed chairs in the house, ain't you, Muley? Oh, I'd better close the door. It's drafty. I, 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 I expect you're probably expecting a lot of people sometime soon to sit in all them chairs, ain't you? For huh? well, me? Nah. Uh, maybe I got misinformed on something then. Uh, listen, Muley, if, if you ain't doing nothing tonight, I got an idea. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Look, wh why don't you, for instance, come on over to my house tonight? We could sit around and gab about how much we like each other. And, well, I, I, uh, I can't make it tonight, Riley. You can't? Uh, I, uh, see, uh, I'm going to my mother-in-law's tonight. <laughs> mother-in-law, huh? Yeah. Muley, do you think I'm nuts? Your mother-in-law won't let you in her house. Everybody knows that. Now, listen, Riley. I don't see as how it's any of your business how I spend my time. Well, 
Okay, Muley. That's how it is. I guess I'll be running on home. It's been nice seeing you, pal. When a fella hasn't got a scent and is feeling kind of blue and the clouds hang thick and dark and won't let the sun shine through, it's a great thing, oh, my brethren, for a fella just to lay his hand upon your shoulder in a friendly sort of way. It makes a man well, feel queer. Sake, Ronnie, you're still me... sitting around reading poetry. What's got into you? Oh, well... Nothing, Peg, nothing. Riley, it's such a beautiful Sunday, and you look so gloomy. Why don't you shave? Well, what for? You want to go to the movies or something, Peg? Mm, no, no thanks. Even with my wife, I ain't popular. <laughs> why Why don't you come to the movies, Peg? Huh? Well, I, I get embarrassed. If you're not snoring, you're rattling your popcorn bag. I'll be quiet. I'll just eat peanut brittle. Come on. <laughs> well, why are you so anxious to go out all of a sudden? Well, Jim Gillis will be here soon, and I want to miss him. Why? Did you invite him here, Riley? Oh, uh, that Gillis don't wait to be invited. He wants me to take him someplace. I, I ain't going. I don't feel like arguing with him. Arguments leave scars on fellas. Oh, well, dear, here's your good suit. Put it on so you look decent for Mr. Gillis, but don't let him stay too long. Why not? Oh, I, I, I don't feel like company. I, I think I'm getting a little headache. A woman always has the answers. Anytime she needs an excuse, she thinks she's getting a headache. <laughs> oh, there's Gillis now. Now I'm getting a headache. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Hello, Gillis. Well, Riley, what's the idea? You ain't dressed yet. No, I... But it's a quarter to five. The party at Muley's is at five. Yeah, I know that, gang. They start at five. At 5.15, they eat. At 5.20, the grub's all gone. Well, then come on. Nah, we're too late already. Ah, what's the use? Look, Gillis, I guess I'm not going to Muley's today. What? After you led me on to ask my missus to go, why aren't you? Well, I... I think maybe I'm gonna feel a little headache coming on us. Well, the fresh air will do you good. Here, put on your coat. Now, wait a minute. Here's I, your hat. Now, uh, now come on. Uh, Riley, are you getting dressed? Well, yeah, didn't you say... Oh, hello, Mr. Gillis. Oh, Mr. Riley, you don't feel well enough to get dressed, do you? Huh? I thought you told me to get... Oh, Mr. Gillis, my husband's been acting very strangely all day. I just can't let him go out with you, or he may be sick. Well, but by my wife, she's waiting in a car. Right? I'll explain to Mrs. Gillis. Come on, Mr. Gillis, let's go tell her about Riley. Well, well take off your clothes again, Riley. But listen, Mrs. Riley... Well, she got rid of him. Now I can get undressed again and worry in comfort. <laughs> I wish she'd have come sooner. I wouldn't have got all dressed. Well, they're gone, Riley. Well, Riley, what are you doing? Well, I'm getting undressed again, like you said. Oh, did I? Well, get dressed again, dear. Why? Hurry up, dear. We're going out for a nice walk. Look, Dumplin', you got me so mixed up, I don't know whether I'm sick in bed with my clothes on or if I'm out walking on my BVD. <laughs> Hello, the Durkin residence. Muley the breadwinner speaking. Hello, Mr. Durkin. This is Babs Riley. Oh, yeah, Babs. Are they on their way yet? Oh, yes. Dad and Mother just left. They'll be at your house in a few minutes. Oh, good. He ain't caught on, has he? No, he doesn't suspect a thing. Oh, 
my, I'd like to see Daddy's face when he finds out you're giving him a surprise party. <laughs> okay, babe, so long. Hey, gang, everybody hide. Put out the lights. The big lummox, I mean the guest of honor, is on his way. <laughs> Now, isn't this nice, Riley? This walking? Yeah. I'd rather walk north, though. No, I like to walk south. Well, I don't like none of these houses south. It's a, it's a tough neighborhood. Well, your friend Muley lives down this way. That's what ruined the district. Riley, are you mad at Muley? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. Anyhow, I don't need no friends like Muley or, or nobody. Here after Peg, I'm going to just have one best friend, a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. This girl's awful pretty, see, and she's always getting me out of jams. Oh, yes? Well, who can it be? Oh, cut out your kidding, Dumplin'. You know I mean you. <laughs> well, I like to hear you say it. But you know, it's a good idea to get together with other people sometimes, so people who are close to you. If I want people close to me, I'll take a ride on a bus. <laughs> Riley, we're right in front of Muley's house. Let's hurry by. Don't you want to go into Muley's for just a minute, Riley? Well, look, the front door's wide open. Well, sure, there's nothing in there anybody would steal. <laughs> well, let's go home, Peg. I, I oh, don't... Oh, well, all right. You insist. Yeah, I... Oh! Well, Peg, what'd you do? Oh, oh, my ankle. I I, I twisted my ankle. Oh, well, Riley, Riley, hold me. Yeah, gosh, honey, but does it hurt? Oh! Yes, yes, oh. it does. You better carry me into Durkin's Yeah, here. but uh, in Durkin's. No, nothing doing it. Uh, I'd rather carry you home piggyback. With... Please, Riley, carry me into Durkin's. Oh, my ankle. Well, well, for you, Peg, okay. That muley, he would have four steps up to his door. It's all dark in here. Wait, I'll turn on the light. Well, first put me down on a chair. Yeah, all right. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, my, I... I feel better already. Where's the light? That dope muley, no lights. I know why. Didn't pay the electric bill. Uh, why, uh, uh, just light a match, dear. Be careful. Yeah, I had a match here someplace. Oh! Oh! Ah, that's just like muley. A lot of bum chairs in people's way. My... Here's a match. Look at this furniture. That Mrs. Durkin always bragging how nice her house is furnished. <laughs> Now, now, Riley, it, it is nice, but you know it. <laughs> Look at that mantelpiece. It's the clock we gave Muley for his anniversary. <laughs> yes, it's lovely, isn't it? I won it down at the Penny Arcade in the Iron Storm Machine. Oh, now, dear. Don't go making up stories. The jelly beans that came with it were worth more than that. Riley, <laughs> 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 dear, watch what you're saying. <laughs> Look at that big picture of Muley with his five brothers. <laughs> Put a cage around that collection of mugs, you got a zoo. <laughs> hey, what was that about Muley and his five brothers? Peg, your voice is changing. <laughs> that ankle must be worse than I thought. Lights! Hey, surprise! Oh, yeah, what you... Surprise! <laughs> Muley! Ike! What's going on? Nickel nurse, digger. Uh, Riley, seeing as how you are our favorite candidate running for president of the BPLA, 
We, the Flatbush faction, is giving you the surprise party in your honor. For the surprise party for yeah. for me? Yeah. Roger. Well, thanks. Uh, and in reply, I just want to say I I knew it all the time. <laughs> he's a jolly good fellow. He's a jolly good fellow. He's a jolly good fellow. The Rileys will be back in just a moment. So don't go away, folks. A lovely party, wasn't it? Yes, sure was. <laughs> Good old Muley, my best friend. Just think, Muley and I have been friends since we were nine. He was five and I was four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with him campaigning for me in the lodge, I'm a cinch to get elected. Yes, if your friends remember to vote. Oh, that reminds me, Dumplin'. I got a message for all of our friends right here. Folks, I want to remind you that in many states, there is still time to register for the forthcoming national elections next November 7th. The right of every American citizen to vote is a precious right. A citizen who fails to vote is denying himself a voice in his government. So let's all register immediately so we can vote on November 7th. Good night. See you next week. Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, will be back next week at this same time. William Bendix appears on this program by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley, written by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Ship, was directed by Don Bernard, with music by Lou Kozloff, and came to you from Hollywood. This is Ken Nile saying, see you next week. Lady of Spain, I adore you. Right from the night I first saw you My heart has been yearning for you What else could any heart do? Lady of Spain, I'm appealing Why should my lips be concealing? All that my eyes are revealing Lady of Spain, I love you Splendor Music 
throbbing plaintive sobbing notes of a guitar while ardent caballero serenades <laughs> friends, this is Tom Hanlon. I just dropped in to invite you to join me at the biggest western party anywhere. The party's in full swing already, so let's get going to the Hollywood Barn Dance and John Dusty King. Hey, homeboy, take a moment, sit down, and promenade them ladies round. Any one we don't care, the lady and rock Well, good evening, friends and neighbors. This is John Dusty King inviting you all to join the gang here at the Hollywood Barn Dance. You know, a lot of your favorite people are here. Sally Foster, the gal with a smile in her voice, the monogram picture star Jimmy Wakeley, and one of the best friends you'll ever have, Merle Travis. Also, there are some newcomers to the Barn Dance, Arthur Smith, King of the Fiddlers, and Jack Rivers and his Texas Tornadoes. But we'll tell you more about them later. You know, I had so much fun here last Saturday night that I got here early tonight. And, of course, I brought along the Plainsmen who are coming right out now to sing Was the Cowboy Right or Wrong? I'll never know. A cowboy riding herd one night in Texas Was weary when he found the camping place That night a herper cowie down beside him And the cowboy up and slapped her sassy face Was the cowboy right or wrong? Was the cowboy wrong or right? When the cowboy woke and found her, she had wrapped his blanket round her. Was the cowboy right or wrong? A cowboy met a big bow-legged cowboy. She said to him, sweetheart, thee I adore. Then she sat upon his lap and fell right through it. And the cowboy left her laying on the floor. Was the cowboy right or wrong? Was the cowboy wrong or right? Gosh, he never had no tip-off that his lady love would slip off. Was the cowboy right or wrong? Oh, fix my hair, a cowboy told his barber. I want to smell like violets in May. That night when all the hound dogs came to meet him, they got one whiff and fainted dead away. Was the cowboy right or wrong? Was the cowboy wrong or right? When they found out who shampooed him, all the hound dogs, how they booed him. Was the cowboy right or wrong? A cowboy stood looking in a mirror. He said, who is that ugly man I see? He don't deserve a living party's pistol. Gosh, that fella there was me. Was the cowboy right or wrong? Was the cowboy wrong or right? 
Now he won't get any nearer than a mile from any mirror But the cowboy rider's wrong A cowboy playing cards in Kelly's drugstore He heard a feller say I'm drawn to The cowboy thought the feller meant his sick son So he shot him like an honest man would do Was the cowboy right or wrong? Was the cowboy wrong or right? So you can't play cards with Kelly with a bullet in your shoulder. Was the cowboy right or wrong? Right or wrong? Well, folks, if you like that, I think you shouldn't have to wait any longer to hear that pretty little girl... The gal with a smile in her voice, Sally Foster. And she wants to tell you that the uh, man in the moon is a cowhand. That's right, Dusty. All right, Sally. Here we go. Oh, the man in the moon is a cowhand. He's the boss of the range up there. He's night herding all the stars that are shining from afar. The man in the moon is a cowhand. When you see a star go straying through the heavens, you can bet he'll swing his faithful lariat. Every night he rides the trails while the coyotes send their wails. The man in the moon is a cowhand. How about doing yesterday's roses? I'd like to do her right now. You look like a today's rose to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> roses pressed in a Bible Bring me sweet memories of you Yesterday's teardrop covered with dew. 
came true. Sometimes when I'm alone, dear, my poor heart's breaking inside. True love, we might have known. Now, you boys take good care of Sally Foster while she's over there resting for a while. You know, folks, as I came into the barn tonight, I saw a sad-looking young fellow leaning up against the door singing an old favorite of mine. I listened for a minute and decided that you folks might, too, be interested. So I asked Frank Saputo to come in to the barn and do his song for you. Now, if he's a little scared, just make out like you don't notice it, will you? Cause I wanna see my girl Oh, Susanna, don't cry for me I come from Alabama with my banjo And uh, I got another song, too <laughs> It rained so hard when I left The sky was blue and uh, frisky and I was cold, but I didn't care, cause I had, uh, uh milk. <laughs> and, uh, you're the apple of my eye. Well, Frank Saputo, we know you were only fooling, but it's a lot of fun having you at our party. I'm going to learn that song sometime. Folks, here's a, a song I'd kind of like to sing for you now. It's a pretty old cow tune. It's mighty old. It's called Whoopie Tie Ayo, and with the help of the plainsmen, we're, we're going to take right off. All right, boys. As I was a-walking one morning for pleasure, I spied a cow puncher a-riding along. His hat was turned back and his spurs were a-jingling, and as he was riding was singing this song. get along, you little doggies, it's your misfortune and none of my own. get along, you little doggies, you know the fear of 
some folks that ride up the old trail for pleasure, but that's where they get it most awfully wrong. For you'll never know the trouble they give us as we go a driving the doggies along. Get along, you little doggies, it's your misfortune and not my own. It's beef, heat beef, for Uncle Sam's engines. It's beef, heat beef, I can hear them cry. Get along, get along, get along, little doggies, and you'll be beef steers by and by. Get along, you little doggies, it's your misfortune and not my own. I reckon Wyoming will be your new Thank you, folks. Thank you very much. Say, are you all having a good time? Well, all right. Hey, Dusty. Yeah. I, I sure like the way you sing. Yeah, thank you, Cliffy. You can know, I sing sometime on a program? You betcha you can. I sing lots of songs. You do? I know two. I bet I know where you keep your repertoire if it's a big one. <laughs> How do you like that? I pulled that one right. We'll just throw this. John, Cliffy, you, know, you know what we did last, last Saturday night? Well, I've forgotten what you told me what you did about this time of night, Cliffy. Well, you see, we have to break the station. Oh, you have to break the station. It's pretty near broke now, but... <laughs> John, what, what I meant to say was that, that we have what we... Are you having that much fun on what you're getting paid? What, what I wanted to say is that we have a station break, and all the stations up and down the line, the two of them we're sure of, they cut in and they tell what station it is, see? So we got to have some music and a hoedown and Jonesy to call and Arthur Smith. Oh, I see. That's what you do. Yeah, will yeah. you give them the cue for that now? Just point to them. Mike. Just point to them. All right, point. that chap you hear in all the jukeboxes, Jimmy Wakely. Way down yonder in the Indian nation, riding my pony on the reservation in the Oklahoma hills where I was born. Way down yonder in the Indian nation, a cowboy's life's my occupation in the Oklahoma hills where I was born. Many months have come and gone since I wandered from my home in the Oklahoma hills where I belong. Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned. To the Oklahoma hills I still belong.
down yonder in the Indian nation, riding my pony on the reservation in the Oklahoma hills where I was born. Way down yonder in the Indian nation, the cowboy's life was my occupation in the Oklahoma hills where I was born. Jimmy, why don't you get out of those Oklahoma hills and do another song for us right now? Well, Johnny, if I was back in Oklahoma, I guess I'd never want to leave, because that's my home state. But if Jack Rivers and the boys will help me, I'd like to to sing a song here written by Arthur Smith, the fiddler. of blue, so blue tonight, what have I done to make you cry, don't you know everything will turn out right, someone told you a jealous lie, dry the tears from your blue, blue eyes, skies are gray. My baby cries Don't believe all those jealous lies Dry the tears from your blue, blue fun at the party. I'm glad you decided to help us uh, help us entertain the guests. Oh, it's a lot of fun, Dusty. I'm just uh, having Merle, can we get life. you to sing that song we heard you do on our early morning show last Wednesday, you know, the Sunrise Salute, when you told the story about a certain ladies' man? Oh, I bet you're talking about Dapper Dan. You know I am. <laughs> 
Now, Mr. Dapper Dan was a Pullman Porter man on a train that ran through Dixie. Everyone knew Dapper Dan. They knew him for a ladies' man. He didn't care to settle down. He had a gal in every town. And on a train the whole day long, you could hear him singing this song. If I lose my gal in Tennessee, that won't worry me. Cause I got a little honey lamb. She's a waiting down in Alabama. Now if I lose my gal in Alabama, I ain't a going to fret. Cause I've got one in Georgia that I can go and get. Now if I lose my gal in Georgia, I ain't a gonna pine. Cause I got a little honey awaiting in sunny Caroline. Now I ain't so handsome and I ain't so sweet, but I got a brand of love and what can't be beat. I'm a ladies' man, Dapper Dan from Dixieland. Of course, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> Here's the way the Hollywood boys sing a song. Now if I lose my gal in Hollywood, that won't worry me, cause I got a pretty little peach. She's a living at the Dondo Beach. <laughs> Now if I lose my gal at Redondo Beach, I ain't a gonna fret, cause I've got one in Azusa that I can go and get. Now if I lose my gal in Azusa, I ain't a gonna feel no pain, cause I got a little honey awaiting down on Fifth and Main. No. <laughs> I never lost a gal in all my life. But if I do, I still got my wife. I'm a ladies' man. You know, folks, there's been a lot of talk lately about the meat shortage. And here is one fellow who doesn't concern himself one bit about it. He's too big to get under the counter, and he's too heavy to be over the ceiling. Here he comes, Hollywood's answer to the fat shortage, Cliffy Stone. Well, John, my boy, everybody's talking about the meat shortage. What's the beef? <laughs> Cliffy, you... <laughs> Cliffy, Cliffy, you mean where's the beef? But you know, you look to me like you've been living off the fat of the land. Dusty, my boy, you're looking at the fat of the land, right? <laughs> of course, I'm not hungry. I just had 17 of my wife's streamlined hamburgers. 17 streamlined hamburgers? Yes, sir, she makes a streamlined hamburger with a built-in bicarbonate of soda. <laughs> you're making it pretty thick, aren't you? Well, it's more than I can see with those hamburgers of hers. Yeah. <laughs> see, we had, a, we had a family picnic today, and we all went out in my old car. You did, huh? Yeah. You, you should call that car a snake. Snake? Why? Oh, because, because it rattles before it strikes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> straight no, man had a joke. Yeah. Well, uh, I call it straight ride. You do? Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I always get a motorcycle cop for a chaser. <laughs> you know, John, I'm having a lot of trouble with that car of mine. Every time I drive it, I feel like something's dragging. Well, what is it? Me. Oh. You know that white line that runs down the middle of the road? Yep. Well, that white line now runs down the middle of me. <laughs> uh, 
that is southbound, of course. Yeah, that, that should be very becoming. Well, yes, especially since I was voted Mr. Roadhog of 1946. Uh, did you play any games at the picnic, getting back to the picnic? Well, yes, my wife won the three-legged race. Uh, three? No. Yes, she did. Of course, it was easy for her. She was the only one in the race that really had three legs. <laughs> and my cousin, he won the potato race by a nose, and I won the fat man's race. By a nose? No, by a stomach. <laughs> I came out seven links ahead, but I never even left the starting line. <laughs> well, that all sounds very nice, Flippy, but personally, you know, I like the beach for a picnic. You do, huh? You like my wife. She likes the beach, too, but I don't. She keeps hollering all the time that she'd rather be at the beach. Yeah. She said she missed the salt spray. Yeah. The sea air. Mm-hmm. And the little crabs that run around on the beach. I don't blame her, Cliffy. I don't blame her. Well, I made her feel at home. I sprinkled sand in her potato salad, squirted her in the eye with a seltzer bottle, and fanned her with a mackerel. Oh. <laughs> but, Cliffy, what about the crabs? Well, every five minutes, I'd pinch her toes with a pair of pliers, John. <laughs> Thank you, Cliffy. You better stay away from the beach from now on. And now, folks, uh, here's a song that was written by Hank Caldwell and Andy Parker, the Plainsman. It's a song destined for stardom. And it bears the brand, Throw a Saddle on a Star. Throw a saddle on a star. Your dreams to a rainbow All the clouds and the rain go When the stars break through Throw a saddle on a star There'll be sunshine tomorrow All the troubles you borrow will disappear from you And if the dream that you've been dreaming should ever fade with the dawn Don't let it stop you from dreaming There'll be starlight when daylight is gone Throw a saddle on a star All the clouds have gone over There'll be sunshine and clover Along the trail with you And if the dreams that you've been dreaming Should ever fade have gone over, there'll be sunshine and clover along the trail for you. (laughs) 
given us a lot of real pleasure to be with you again tonight, folks. And all of our barn dance crew hope that we can please you whether you're here at the barn or at home listening in. So here's sincere thanks from the Plainsman, Merle Travis, Sally Foster, Jimmy Wakeley, Cliffy Stone, Arthur Smith, and Jack Rivers and his boys. And say one more thing. Why not go to church tomorrow? There's one right around the corner from where you live, and you'll be happy that you went. This is John Dusty King reluctantly saying good night to you all. The Old Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.